Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast, the podcast that explores learning in the 21st century with educators, leaders, and entrepreneurs from around the world. I'm your host, Ling Ling. I'm also the director of Spark Learning Solutions, a company that supports the learning and development of cultural intelligence and intercultural competence of leaders and organizations globally. In our daily life and work, we function based on the mental models we have learned from past experiences and education. However, there may come a time where our mental models become outdated or even obsolete. In order to stay ahead, we need to unlearn our old ways of thinking and functioning. When we learn, we add new skills or knowledge into our current way of thinking and doing. When we unlearn, we choose to step out of our old ways and adopt a different way of thinking, doing, and behaving altogether. The process of unlearning is challenging, yet it is especially important in the humanitarian field. Joining us is Faiza Abduhamid. She is the head of the Singapore Red Cross Academy. Since 2010, she has expanded the academy from providing first aid courses to staff and volunteers to the academy today that supports humanitarian education for the public and beyond. She strongly believes that unlearning is as equally important as learning. This podcast was recorded during a heavy thunderstorm. We apologize for the occasional thundering in the background. Faiza, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. Just out of curiosity, what does the Singapore Red Cross Academy do? What kind of programs do you run and who do you usually run it for? Okay, uh, we started off as just doing first aid courses for our staff and volunteers. And after that, we expanded, we start to offer the first aid courses to the public as well. And then since 2011-2012, we kind of expanded the academy to include uh, a variety of courses or within the humanitarian field. So now we have four faculties, which is the first aid faculty, the disaster management faculty, uh, which incorporates the psychosocial support element and the psychosocial first aid. And then we have the humanitarian education faculty, which focus a lot on educating public about what is meant to be in the humanitarian field. So we have courses like humanitarian diplomacy, international humanitarian law, uh, etc. And lastly, we have the Center for the Professional Development where we conduct a lot of training of trainers for all these courses. It sounds like a lot of courses that you offer for, for your volunteers, for the public, and I'm sure part of your uh, audience, you, you also reach out to the corporate uh, learning space as well. So can you share with us what do you see is the biggest difference between corporate learning and learning in um, the humanitarian space? Personally, I feel the biggest difference, uh, I think, in terms of learning for the corporate field uh, is a lot based on theory. But for the humanitarian field, uh, we do a lot of experiential learning. Um, no matter how much we plan or we train our staff or volunteers, when they go out to the field, um, most of the time, whatever we learn may differ when it's on the field. So a lot of the things that we learn or train is basically is experiential itself. The other difference is that uh, corporate learning is very structured um, with a lot of resources and a lot of investment in IT, uh, e-learning and technologies. For the humanitarian field, 
we know that when we go to any disaster area or when we go to the field itself, the use of technology is very limited. So a lot of our training are not really structured. It's basically based on okay, what are you going to encounter on the field and what resources you can mobilize on the field itself to conduct the training itself. So our courses are, our training is very fluid and not most of the time not dependent on technology itself. And for the corporate training, a lot of the training are focused on preparedness. While for the humanitarian, most of our training uh, is fully balanced between preparedness and also response. And in most cases, we find that response will actually covers more of the training rather than the preparedness itself. So one of the important processes of learning is to unlearn the values, beliefs, ideas that we have uh, learned throughout our lives. So I'd imagine in the humanitarian space, you encounter this as well. So what does unlearning mean in your field? Because it really changes your perception and the way you perceive, uh, especially when you go out and try to help people. One of the greatest unlearning I have to do myself is the idea of help. Um, previously, we all think that um, as the donor or as the expert in certain fields, we decide what kind of help we can render to a certain community. Uh, being in the field, I realized that most of the time, what we perceive as what they need is not exactly what they need. So I really have to unlearn the definition of help itself and help must be given based on what they really need and what I think they need. So in that context, um, I think unlearning is very important if you really want to embrace and internalize uh, what it meant to be a humanitarian aid worker within this field. Can you share a situation where unlearning a previous belief or knowledge or skill resulted into a better outcome? This was not a personal example, but it was told to me by the head of the one of the organization, humanitarian organization, when they went to Africa to render help. Um, so when the project was completed after two years, they have some balance of funds and by scanning the environment, they perceive that the community need a communal toilet. So they went on to build a communal toilet for the community. After two years, when they came back to the community to, to check on the project they had done, uh, much to the surprise, they found that the project had not been used. The toilets have not been used, but it has been used as a storeroom. Uh, so they are puzzled. They are perplexed why would the community actually choose to uh, still go back to their old habits uh, and not use the facilities uh, that they provided. Um, so upon study after six months, they realized that um, it's the concept of they believe they know what the community want or what the community need, while the community themselves need to decide what they need. When they went to do their daily business, uh, Actually, it's more like a community, communal event because while they were doing it out in the bush, they actually do it in groups and they actually exchange stories about what happened yesterday. Um, it's more like a societal, societal event for them. So when, with the toilet, with the closed door and everything else, they said that, you know, they, they said we lost our identity as a community and that's why they chose not to use the toilet. Um, upon learning that, this organization actually went back and they actually demolished the toilet and make an open toilet where the community can still um, undertake all their biological activities and still can continue to do their social activities, which is talking and, and, and socializing with all the community. So this story actually um, shows that 
sometimes we always assume we know what the community want, but I think uh, most of the time we forget that the community actually they themselves know what they really want, and they need to decide what they want. Yeah. So I think that's a very classic case of um, redefining help within this field. That's a very interesting story about the community and how what we think they need is not exactly what they need. They wanted something else. What do you believe is the main reason why people find it difficult to unlearn? We, we learn certain things from young and it's basically a process. And it, while learning all these things, um, going through all this education process, we kind of like, um, it became our identity. We, we accustom certain um, self-identity to certain concepts, to certain knowledge that we have, and we stay rooted to that knowledge. Uh, so once we have to force ourselves to unlearn everything, it's like taking away part of what we have used to, part of what is already inside us, and try to plant a new tree in us. And that takes a lot of effort. Uh, you basically need to shift certain mindset, you need to change attitudes, uh, you need to uh, amend certain behaviors, and all this actually, you know, breaking habit is tough. So I guess this is part of that toughness that you need to go through to unlearn. That, that is so true because sometimes what we hold really closely are our beliefs and our values and to let that go can be very difficult, I, I can imagine. What happens when people do not unlearn their previously held beliefs or values or knowledge or skills? What do they stand to lose for not letting this go and not unlearning? Within the corporate world, I think maybe it's not so detrimental, but within the humanitarian field, uh, it, it can actually cause harm because it actually can create prejudice, biasness. Uh, it actually can cause um, communities to be um, to be harmed in certain ways because you refuse to change your ways, your perception of them, the way you deal with people, the way you talk to them. And thus, if you think you're going there to help, actually you're causing more harm than help because of all your old habits and your the, the way you actually perceive things and you refuse to change your perception. Mind if you could share a story or an example of what happens when people don't unlearn? We are so used um, because of media influences and the way we learn. Uh, we are often exposed to use words very loosely, like words like trauma, distress, uh, depression. These words are basically commonly used by anybody, even when you're not a doctor. Um, so in the, within the humanitarian field, uh, especially when we do psychological first aid and we talk about psychosocial support, uh, we are trained and taught that these words are basically um, can equal to labeling. But if you are refused to unlearn and you go to a, to a community which just suffered a crisis and you go around and say, oh, I can see you are traumatized, you are stressed, you actually pathologize the community. And this, like I said, can cause more harm because you are a volunteer or you're a staff, you're not a psychologist or you're a counsellor. And you go around actually giving such diagnosis to people which, like I said, will cause more harm in the long run. Um, and again, one of the big differences within the human field, um, if you actually go on the field to a community to do training, we always draw from the stories and the experiences of the local community because we learn from them as well. If we come and then we actually just build on our experiences, you will realise that very little that's because you do not understand the culture of the community. 
So within the humanitarian field, training often takes place in a two-way approach. Uh, the trainer learns from the trainees, and the trainees learn from the experience of the trainer as well. And when we do this kind of two-way approach, the community benefit, and the trainer actually will enrich the experience uh, and the knowledge much more. Um, and this often is, doesn't happen within the corporate world. So how can we help people who find it difficult to unlearn? What can they do for themselves so that they'll, it's easier for them to unlearn? I'm not sure this, there's anything that we can do for them. I think the only thing I can say is that um, as educators or as trainers, we must always take the approach of knowledge will not end. There's always new things to learn. In order to absorb new things, you must unlearn old things. I think uh, most of the time our brain works like a sponge. Uh, when the sponge is full, because you refuse to unlearn, very little information or very little water can actually seep through again. But if you want to absorb and soak more water, you need to throw away the previous water, the old water. So you need to un unlearn certain things. And you need to integrate, I think, and one of the key things that you need to integrate what you have learned before with all the new things you have learned now so that you can actually uh, compare the knowledge that you've learned and, and, and be flexible about it. You take which one, whichever is applicable at whichever situation you're in. Uh, I also would like to quote my favorite quote, which is, the true purpose of education is actually to replace an empty mind with an open one. It's not to replace an empty mind with a full one, but with an open one. An open mind means that you must be, always be open to changes, open to new ideas, open to new concepts, open to change your perception and attitude, and again, be flexible. So what can we do to promote the unlearning uh, kind of attitude? First, I think we need to change our training methodology. Uh, training shouldn't be a one-way lecture. It shouldn't be just uh, the trainer standing up there and doing all the talking. Training should be a participatory approach. It should include the trainees as part of the learning, as part of the whole process. Because once trainees are involved, uh, actively participating, in the whole learning process, they will get to experience um, the emotion involved. They will get insights into what is meant by certain concepts when we explain certain things. It's only when they're involved and they participate, they will realize that, oh, you know, they will feel the change. They will see the difference in all the concepts being taught. And that's how they actually can uh, really see the difference in, in learning and the difference in uh, certain concepts they've learned before and will start to unlearn themselves. If the trainers are also involved in this two-way approach, the trainer himself or herself will start to unlearn whatever preconception they had before when the trainees share some experiences with the trainer themselves. So it's really again a two-way approach. Can you share some examples? One of the courses that we conduct here is psychological first aid. And because it's something that involves a lot of emotion, one of the key methodology in that training is to do role play. Um, how do we respond to a person, affected person after crisis? And a lot of people, when they undergo the training, or I have one particular trainee that undergo this training, um, because a lot of the role play, she was quite skeptical because she thought, oh, this, this looks like a drama class. This looks like an acting class. You know, what is it all about? Until the point where she put herself into the role play and she participated actively and she it was like inside to her. She participated and in fact, she actually cried during the group play. And after that, suddenly she said, now I realize why we need to do this and why the role play is essential to part of the learning. 
because I get to explain the emotion myself. So this is one example why I said participation in the whole training process is very important to unlearn. So in order to promote unlearning, when the person realizes there are certain things they need to unlearn, it is good that they themselves just step out of their comfort zone and participate in the training and trust that process will take them uh, to a place where they can learn skills that are more useful to them. Thank you very much, Faiza. Welcome. That was Faiza Abdul Hamid, head of the Singapore Red Cross Academy. Highlights from this episode and contact details of our guest is available on our podcast website at www.leadandlearn.co. That is www.leadandlearn.co. In our next episode, we will speak to Dr. David Livermore, president of the Cultural Intelligence Center based in Michigan, USA. We will be discussing about cultural intelligence in learning. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast. Every rating helps us build credibility and attract new listeners. This also helps us to keep making the show. This is your host, Ling Ling, and thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast. <laughs>